everybody. Welcome to Elder Speak, the official podcast of ElderGeek.com. You're listening to issue number 58. I'm your host, Randy, and with me this week, I've got not Gavin, but Mots. Hey, you were about to say Gavin, weren't you? I was about to say Gavin. It's just such a force of habit, buddy. Yeah. So, anyway, you ready for some news, bud? I am. Let's try to keep it a little short and sweet so our listeners don't uh, don't sweat their ears off from the, you know, from their earbuds in, in the hot sun and stuff. <laughs> uh, coming from Sony are more HD collections for your PS3s out there. Um, with the with the ridiculous success of uh, the God of War collection um, and the rumored collection of the of the Team Ico collection, uh, it seems as though that uh, Sony is really going to be trying to cash in on this and, and uh, they're going to be releasing games like the Sly Cooper collection and everything like that. Um, on the PS3 with updated HD graphics from, you know, your old PS2 collections. Uh, Mots, are you a fan of this kind of repackaging or no? Well, uh, for God of War, I didn't buy it because I've already played God of War quite a few times, both 1 and 2. Uh, I haven't played the slide collection and I haven't played the original Ico, so I would definitely buy those just for that. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Okay. All right. You know, I do know that some people actually are not excited about this. I um, there are some people that have the mentality of like, when is enough enough? Um, you know, like, what's to stop us to remake this again in five years and again in five years and again in five years? Like, what? When is when is you know good enough? Uh, never. I think no. I think I think the idea with video games is, is unlike a movie. It's not timeless. We might want to believe it's timeless as much as we want, but, you know, as as graphics and as, you know, technologies change, uh, our perception of what is great and what is not changes with it. And so I think, you know, if they remake, I mean, five years is probably stretching it a bit, but I mean, if they remake this again in 10 years and it's totally different because of it, then I guess I would be fine with this. I mean, if, if they forced it on us, then it would be different, but it's not like they're, you know, saying, "Hey, play this, nothing else." It's not like this is going to take over for new projects and new IPs. So, I'm right. totally fine with it. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, you know, to an extent. I don't mind companies rehashing HD versions of their old games. Um, I mean, if you go back and play the original Super Mario Brothers, it's still fun as it was now, or you know, back in 1985 as it is right now. Yeah, and, if um, you played it the first time. Yeah, if you played it the first time. Okay, well, even Super Mario Brothers 3, even if you played it right now as a brand new game today, people would still probably really enjoy that game. Um, but, you know, whether or not you slap a new coat of paint on it, it isn't going to be changing the game experience so much. It's just going to be making it easier for newer gamers to swallow. So exactly. I, I don't I don't mind so much, as long as the game is a little bit more timeless. I think the Ico and the Shadow of Colossus games definitely are a timeless kind of game, though. I think I would, uh, I sort of hinted at this point, but I think I would mind much more if this took away from new uh, projects. So if instead of, uh, you know, Team Ico doing something new, they, you know, rehashed the Shadow of the Classes and Ico, you know, but they're not the ones doing this. It's some it's some other project for another team that's probably only focusing on the graphics, not, not even touching the, the, the gameplay at all. True enough, but so, I mean, it could be it could be projects for their newer staffers. It could be projects for their staffers that are on their way out the door because they're retiring or something along those lines. Yeah, and it's just a nice way to introduce, you know, the the, the company, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, I think that should probably about uh, do it for that one. Mats, are you uh 
Are you a dancer? I'm not actually. No. Can, you might you might dancer. be able to tell to tell from my uh, you know uh, body mass index, but I wouldn't do very well. If we if we jammed a funnel into your mouth and you know started dumping Southern Comfort down your throat, would you eventually dance after half a you know bottle of Southern Comfort? Uh, actually, I, I, I really like Southern Comfort, so really? <laughs> so I might actually do that. All right. <laughs> well, that was actually my my shitty segue into that the Dance Central, uh, Dance Central being the the uh, upcoming uh, dance game for uh, uh, Connect. I keep wanting to call it Natal because yeah, so was name. Um, but the the upcoming dance game for for Connect. Uh, they're they're actually saying that the DLC for that is going to be more expensive than the Rock Band DLC. Um, I I don't see how that can be such a darn problem, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, some people might rebel a little bit, saying like, "Hey, if my Rock Band tracks are only two bucks a piece, why are these three or four dollars a piece?" But there's a lot more involved in this. There's yeah. actually, you know, not only do they have to coordinate the audio, but they also have to coordinate, you know, the video as well. Yeah, and they have to then adjust that to make sure, and adjust the camera uh, or or the processing to make sure that it you know recognizes that you are doing uh, the right moves. Yeah, totally. I I only hope that um, I only hope that the people when they buy the game, you know, when they buy Dance Central, which I'm gonna have to admit I'm never ever gonna buy. Um, when they buy it, they're gonna know that this DLC is gonna be more expensive. You know. Uh, I don't see that as as a big of a problem as long as the standalone game is sufficiently worth the the standalone price. You know, you don't have to buy DLC. Uh, you know, you might say that some DLC is a ripoff, but generally speaking, that's only if you, you feel like there's something missing from the game that this was taken out of the game. Uh, yeah. So you know, even though Rock Band tracks and all that, uh, uh, you know, are relatively cheap. You know, we wouldn't complain that much if they were five bucks a pop. We would complain. We, we'd say we wouldn't buy them, but we wouldn't, you know, say it was a ripoff. Right. So Plus, I think Rock Band and Rock Band Two were both. They both had awesome music collections to them. So yeah. I don't think anybody should be really worried about what what kind of collection they're going to be getting on on Dance Central. On a side note, though, um, I don't I don't know if you guys talked about this last episode, but I think that game looks insane. I would never buy it myself because I'm not a dancer, but it looks like the ultimate Natal experience. Oh, it does. It looks like what if Natal were to come out into the into like um, arcades and stuff, mm. that's what it would be used for in an arcade. But yeah, yeah, they they could never have that kind of thing in an arcade though. People walking behind you, setting off Natal all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, oh, well, that's it for that one. Um, let's talk a bit about uh, Final Fantasy, I guess, 14, I think it is, the MMO. Yeah. It actually it has actually been dated now. Uh, it's going to come sometime uh, on um, on March 11th for PS3 and on PC uh, September 13th. Yeah, PC's getting it ridiculously early. Yeah, I'm, I should specify the March 2011. Uh, so... I mean, didn't we think that this was going to be, you know, some simultaneous release? Um, Early on? there was talk. There was talk about it. Um, I, I think most people were expecting really to see Final Fantasy 13 or Versus 13 before we were going to be seeing Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. Um, and also for how much we've seen of this game, which really isn't much at all, 
like it's kind of videos. amazing. Yeah, like two videos, and both of those were like uh, FMVs, right? Weren't they? Weren't they Cans. like full motion? Videos? No, yeah, we have two full motion videos, and then we have a couple of cam videos of the gameplay from like year three to two thousand and nine, I think. So yeah, so nothing really extensive at all. So yeah. this is going to be coming out in you know about two months. You know, uh, uh, you know, August, September. Yeah, in about two months, this is going to be out on PC. So either they're going to be rushing out the package on PC to kind of put it out there, get the bugs out, and you know, have the PC players act almost as guinea pigs a bit. Mm. Let them let them bitch to Square and then have Square fix it for that the, the so that the console crowd it's more, for, you know, perfect for them. I I don't know. What are your thoughts? I don't know. I assume we're going to get a bit more on TGS, uh, but <clears throat> uh, it seems to me like this is getting the same treatment EverQuest 2 did. So it's it's actually an extension of, you know, I said EverQuest 2 was really an extension of EverQuest 1, only in such a huge way they couldn't do it as an expansion uh, with graphics and everything. I think Final Fantasy 14 is an extension of Final Fantasy 11, because what we've seen from it, it it's really the same design. Yeah, oh, yeah, it really is. Um, a lot of the same classes and stuff exist in the game, or not classes, but races. Uh, races. Yeah, yes. I didn't. I don't know anything about the classes, but we could all probably assume that it's the typical Final Fantasy archetypes. Yeah. Did were you a Final Fantasy fourteen or uh, eleven? See, gamer? here's the thing. Funny story. I bought it. I bought it on a discount like four years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think I paid ten bucks for it or something. Uh, but I couldn't get it to work because it wouldn't accept my card. Ah, so <laughs> and you know there's something it's some sort of imported modern, you know version or something so it can't won't accept Norwegian cards for some reason. Oh, so, that's crazy. Yeah, I I do have to say that I hope their launch for this one is going to be much smoother than their launch for eleven. Uh, for those of you who who might have witnessed you know the launch of eleven or who didn't, uh, the launch for eleven was actually kind of messy because uh, eleven had uh, their play on you know that was when uh, uh, SquareSoft launched their play online. Uh, campaign and uh, you know you had to sign up for a play online account you had to it wasn't as easy as most MMOs and it, it should just been a lot easier yeah and uh, you know I think it has like eight discs or something so there must be a bunch of expansions uh, for that thing there were a ton of expansions but uh, I think one I got at mine was one DVD or perhaps it was four no 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 it was four CDs three installs and then one that you ran as a check disc for a yeah. little while. Those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> 2001 or two or something, I think. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. God, it's so long ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, That's before on. WoW, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was well before WoW. Yeah. Honestly, and not to knock WoW, but that was it was back when you know MMOs were uh, more MMOs. You know, yeah. WoW has really dumbed down a lot of it and, and kind of scared me off of it. I, I, I would say WoW have, has dumbed, dumbed down MMOs. I think maybe it's done dumbed down RPGs. But, maybe. Uh, or I wouldn't even say it has done that. It's made it more acceptable, I guess. But it's truly gone massive now. Yeah. I think it's more MMO than, than, uh, than it would have been. True. I'm sure people have heard me bitching you know, about my missing my days of, of Ultima Online and crap like that, but, you know, that was many, 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 many years ago. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fable 3. Uh, you know, everybody's... Uh, you either love or you hate Peter Molyneux and his projects, but uh, Fable 3 is on its way, you know, whether you love it or hate it. 
And uh, they've announced that it's actually going to be going episodic. <clears throat> um, I don't know. What do you uh, What do you think about that? What do you think about console games going episodic? This is this is well, I guess uh, Half Life Two is probably the first one to really go episodic. How do you feel about these RPGs going episodic? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, as long as they can see. Here's the thing: if if it was a Game I mildly liked that I kind of liked once in a while. Then I would love episodic gaming. Uh, but I have a feeling with Fable 3, I, I'm just going to want everything now. Yeah. Well, so, I think the way they're, they're doing it is like you can buy the game in chunks. So you can play the first part of it, and if you like it, you can buy the next part. If you like it, you can buy the, the last chunk kind of thing. Yeah. and uh, I mean, I, I think it's cool for the people who, uh, you know, try games a lot and never finish them. Then I think, you know, uh, episodic gaming could be really cool. Uh, but to me, I don't know, it's, it sort of limits how you design the game to me. Then it couldn't be truly open world, for example. I, I get you. I so, follow you, man. So, I mean, I, I'm, to say I'm a fan of the traditional would be wrong because so many times I've argued against this, against it on this show, but it just doesn't sit right with me. I, I know what you're saying, I, and I think you and I are kind of coming at it from the same point of view or a similar point of view. Yeah. I, you know, when I when I play an RPG or a fantasy game, for that matter, I want the entire world for you know to explore. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be limited by what you know what my package is. I want to be I want to find the game's limits. I don't want to be limited, mm. so to speak. Um. So yeah, I think that's probably where the both of us are coming from. I, I can see it more in the the way that, for example, Alan Wake appears to be episodic. You know, it it it, uh, it is at the very least split up into episodes, and you buy new episodes as DLC, uh, because those episodes are very much contained, and nothing outside of those exists for the period you're playing that episode. Uh, but with an RPG, then your stats continue on. You know. Uh, your right. character development, uh, your clothing, your armor, all that stuff continues on to the next episode. All uh, your bastard so, children running around. Yeah, your bastard children, your, you know, how the world reacts to you and the world around you continues on. And especially if it's an open world game, then, you know, what are you really getting the ne- next episode? Well, you're getting, uh, you know, let's say they made GTA episodic. Then it would basically just be a bunch of missions repeated. Or they would have to lock off the world, parts of the world, for another episode. So to me, it just seems wrong that way. Yeah, I, I want them to try it out just to see how it how it goes. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the the only thing that's going to happen from this is people are going to learn from from Lionhead's mistakes here. You know, Lionhead will learn from their mistakes, and other companies will will see what they do and learn from them as well. So I think only good things are going to come from this. Hopefully. We're not going to be seeing, um, you know, broken games or or more. I, I don't want more games like Half Life Two, where the episodic content was promised quickly, but you know it gets doled out too slowly over time. Yeah. If you could buy the episodes almost instantly, or like the moment the game is released, so your choice is buy the episodes or buy the entire game. I'm down with that. I think it's a good idea. Honestly, I'm more fan of yearly releases. Yeah, I think you know the way uh, Infinity Ward has been doing it, where they have something coming out every year. If you could do that with a franchise, 
uh, especially one that's story-driven and uh, one that's contained. So let's see, say a tri- trilogy. If you could get every Mass Effect game, for example, within a year of each other, then I would just be all over that. Uh, but, it would be your Mass Effect year. Yeah. Ex- well, no, it would be my Mass Effect, you know, three years. Right. <laughs> they would dominate the market exactly, you know, those three years. That that would be the three years of that franchise. And then you'd be done with it. Uh, I think, you know, that instead of episodic, where you sort of limit everything, create an engine and design a franchise around that and release those and the entries in that franchise, you know, quickly after each, after each other. That is, to me, much better than episodic. Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. Cool. Well, shall we move on to our next topic then? Yes, let's. <laughs> Dead, Dead Rising 2. Uh, apparently, everybody, you know, everybody knows about Australia being the, um, the prudish country of them all, surprisingly. Uh, they are going to be releasing Dead Rising 2 completely uncut in Australia. You surprised, Mots? Uh, yes and no. Uh, Explain your answer. Well, the guy is <laughs> stepping down, right? The the uh, the attorney general, I guess, uh, or whoever it is that is constantly keeping keeping uh, uh, you know uh, mature rated games from being released in Australia. That guy is stepping down, but not until 2012, I think. So, right, right. I mean, doesn't this basically nullify everything they've done the past ten years? Uh, it could it could. <laughs> or, if you think on the other side of it, it might not be that rough of a game. You know? Yeah. Well, no. No, it it, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's zombies and everything like that, but maybe Australia doesn't see this as such a terrible game. Maybe they, maybe they saw the backlash that they caught from Left 4 Dead 2, and they did catch quite a bit. Maybe they saw that and they thought, meh, it's just zombies. People know that they're like Hollywood movie monsters and they, and they kind of classified them in the same thing as like werewolves and vampires and, and they don't care so much about how much blood and violence is shown. Yeah, but then you have Alien vs. Predator. What about Alien vs. Predator? That was banned as well. That's aliens. Oh yeah. Alright, so my argument's null and void. Yeah. yeah. Australia, make up your fucking mind. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, I'm not going to say I would be fine if they just made up their mind and banned everything. I would hate that even more. But, I mean, come on. I, at least be, you know... Uh, you know true to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> you give can't us, win with us, Australia. You're give us something you. to hate you for and not <laughs> something to like you for. And then the exact same thing to hate you for. Just, yeah, make it easy for us. <laughs> well, since we love mature games at eldergeek.com, of course this is a good news good news for us, and it's also good news for all of our Australian visitors as well and listeners. So, way to go, guys! Get yep. to getting a, a good, well, you know, an uncensored game, whether or not it's going to be good or not, I don't know. Um, Let's hope I, so. I'm not. I'm not that psyched about it. Are you? I'm psyched in the way that I'll play it for a couple of hours and and build <laughs> some stuff within plenty of ways. Are you, is this like a, is this a day one purchase for you though? No, no, no. This is one that's when it's like twenty percent off or something. Yeah, yeah, me too. This is not. This is not to me. This is not a AAA title. Yeah. Well, it's fun. I mean, just like Crackdown was fun to me. It's it's not something I'm invested in. It's not something something I, I think about when I'm done playing. But it's fun when I'm actually playing it. 
Uh, and all those, though, although those aren't my favorite, favorite type of games, they're fun. So, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right, you take the next one, man. <laughs> well, we have a rumor that uh, Dante's Inferno 2 is already in the works, as the headline states. Uh, meaning that at some point at Visceral Games, uh, they are probably uh, making it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it comes from a, a, a job listing seeking a level designer to work on the sequel of a new major IP at, an award, at the award-winning Visceral Games. The game sequel will be set, will set quality standards and make the franchise a world leader in action melee combat. Yeah. And, and there's not that. And Visceral Games has no other games that are like that. So. Yeah, exactly. So it it has to be something along the lines of Dante's Inferno 2. Or or they could be making a game uh, of another franchise that's not theirs. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so they could be making another licensed game, basically. Yeah, all uh, right. So, you know, imagine they were given the reins to Ninja Gaiden or something like that. Yeah, and that... It sounds really weird, but that wouldn't be completely unheard of, you know. Since, exactly. Like Team Ninja was given Metroid. I mean, stranger shit has been hap- has been happening lately. Mm-hmm. That's actually what I first thought when I read this. Uh, and then, you know, obviously this being about Dante's Inferno, uh, so you know, it, it, it's sort of conflicting to me because it seems like if that was the case, they'd just come out and announce it, wouldn't they? Yeah. Because they gotta know that we're we're gonna see this stuff, so. Yeah, that's true. Maybe you know, I, I guess nobody should post anything on the internet and expect it to not get by the gaming crowd. Yeah, <laughs> we it's weird. Find, <laughs> we find out everything. Yeah, but yeah so it's weird. <laughs> I guess the news really isn't that uh, Dante's Inferno Two is in the works, but more that Visceral Games is hiring for a new action melee combat game. But that that highlight that headline is just isn't as sexy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't like the first one that much. Uh, I haven't played it, or, or at least all of it yet. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. Okay. I, I was a fan of the book, by the way. Well, you kind of have to be, then. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Moving on. Uh, when speaking with uh, Capcom's Europe Chief Operating Officer David Reeves in an industry er, in a uh, interview with GamesIndustry.biz, uh, Reeves kind of let it slip that he thinks that the next consoles... Um, you know, that would be the next iteration in PlayStation 3, 360, and possibly Nintendo. He's predicting the next ones to be coming out in the next two to three years. Um, it's not actually coming off of any fact. He doesn't have that, you know, coming off of any insider knowledge, as, as he says. It's just, I guess, kind of a hunch feeling for him. Um, yeah, and you gotta think he knows, though, because he, like, uh, a few months ago, where it was still the, uh, the head of uh, Sony Europe or Sony Computer Entertainment Europe, so uh, it's it's the kind of thing he would have a nose for. I, I think you're right, and I, they also have to be let in at some point, you know, saying that, uh, you know, letting them know what new consoles and stuff are coming out, because you know, just the launch title list for uh, Nintendo 3DS titles is proof of that. These companies have to be let in on this information, otherwise, launch titles are going to be nothing. Um, uh, let's just say, uh, if this is happening in three years, we'll know in a year, for sure. Hopefully. hopefully. Uh, but I don't want it to happen in three years. I want the 10-year life cycle to live on and to I- I exceed that, you know? Yeah, I'm still kind of digging my PS3 and 360. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind buying a new console. Uh, I, I think I'd make, you know, find a way to afford it. Right. But I don't know. I, I don't want to retire my old ones yet. I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. I personally, uh, graphically, I'm still happy with it. Like, yeah, I, exactly. think we're, I think we're starting to see the end of it because PC is starting to show some stuff that's a lot better than what's coming out on consoles. But it's we're not quite there yet. Like, at the end of the PlayStation 2 and the end of the Xbox life cycle, PC was beating the crap out of them in terms of graphics. PC was technology. basically, you know, uh, 360. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. At the top. But um, kind of to to sum up what he actually said, he you know he is unsure who's going to announce first. But he says the tricky thing is you know when do you put a stake at you know when do you let me read it word for word. The tricky thing is when do you put a stake in the grounded technology? That's the problem. That can be waiting a few extra months to implement something, but you've got to set a date and time to go with a certain chip or a certain point. Otherwise, you're going to miss key milestones. So basically, he's saying like, you know. If you announce it in March, are you going to, you know, shoot yourself in the foot because of some new technological breakthrough that's going to be coming out in June of that year? Or, you know, are you going to announce something and then just two months later, your competition is going to announce something exponentially better? Because we're kind of reaching that point technologically. Yeah, I think Apple's going to do something soon. Uh, I also think uh, Nintendo's going to be the first to to announce or or ship possibly uh, a next console, just because they they they're sort of hurting the most in terms of uh, you know uh, technology. But I don't know. But I not think, sales. Yeah, but not sales. So who knows? But I think you know that of of all the people who could benefit a lot from from a new launch, I think it's Nintendo because they have that you know wave that they could just continue to ride through to the next generation. Yeah, uh, but uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think Sony has quite a few years in them still. Uh, I think you know maybe uh, Microsoft will want to uh, get out ahead of uh, ahead of the race again, just because you know that served them really well last time. But then again, will Sony or Nintendo let them do that? So you know, it's all it's all even just because you announce first doesn't mean you have a first launch. So yeah, I. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I I think, gosh, you know, you make a good point about Xbox 360, you know, launching first, and it, and it really put a hurting on PS3. It took them like what mm. two, three years to finally catch up. Well, they still haven't officially catch, caught up, but they're certainly, you know, in a place of of. Uh, they're comfortable. Yeah, they're comfortable. Basically, they don't. They're, they're not going anywhere. So. No. But no. it took them a while to realize that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's do two more, and then we'll uh, we'll close out the show. What do you say? Uh, sounds good. All right, got anything good for me? Uh, well, there's this. You know, everyone was all high on Connect, or I'm gonna say Natal because I just like that name better. Uh, <laughs> everyone's really high on Natal and how it would allow everyone to everyone in living room to participate. Now it's looking like it might not. Um, we have official reports uh, coming out stating that it supports up to 10 players and two active players. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing that means, and a lot of people, other people in this industry have also guessed that that means that it'll recognize the presence of up to 10 people and maybe who they are and, you know, tie that to their avatars. But it only supports two active playing people. Right. So, you know, in, in these co-op games, it'll always only be two people 
Uh, and um, that's kind of sad. And that's kind of sad. I mean, a family is usually more than two people. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's and the main market of this thing. So. Yeah. Do you also remember? Um, do you remember just before E3 there was some uh, footage that was shown of a family playing Connect? They were playing that River Rapids kind of game. Uh, yeah, and they were playing uh, uh, some other game, uh, Ricochet as well. Yeah, it, but it was it was two adults. It was a, it was a mom and a dad, and they also had two little kids that were playing it at the same time. Mm. So. You know, Microsoft was kind of letting people believe that you could do four people all at the same time. Even their packaging shows four people, you know, on the package. Um, so who knows? You know, I guess, I don't know. I hope it's not just two. I really do. Would be yeah, really I, I think that would kind of ruin it for me. The main appeal for this uh, device for me would be parties and just having insane stuff going on on the screen, you know, as people walk by and, you know, go, People getting too drunk and trying to be cool and all that stuff. Uh, right. So, the, so, so the whole appeal for this is is big groups of people, or at least medium groups of people, and not two players. I mean, if if I'm going to be two players, I think it would just be awkward to be honest. Yeah. The other huge shot in the foot to this would be they would be losing some of their Nintendo crowd. You know, um, the Wii game. There's a lot of Wii games that support four players on on you know screen. Wii Sports alone. You know, you can do four-player tennis on screen. You can all bowl and all hold your own controllers. Um, yeah. So I think Connect will be shooting themselves in the foot if they can only do two people, unfortunately. But if you think about it, on stage at E3, they only ever showed two people. True. So, yeah. There was one instance where they had three for, for Dan Central, uh-huh. but then only one was being registered in the game. The other two right. were just sort of backing her up. For him, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I, I think it's weird. I also think it's it's strange that that you know it obviously worked before with uh, with the the video we got before E three. So, is this something they removed? Did they you know change the processor or something to to cut down on price or something? I mean, because this is I... an official list of of features. I don't know. I really don't know, I, and I have no gut instinct to kind of fire out here either. Yeah, hmm. yeah it's strange. Uh, and also something about uh, Kinect slash Natal is that uh, you will have to be sitting. No, you will have to be standing, sorry, and you won't be able to be sitting. Right. Uh, so at all times you have to be uh, standing upright, because if you don't, even though you might only use your hands for a certain feature... Uh, it won't. It it'll won't fully recognize uh, your shape, basically, or your or or your movement, and it'll get confused as to what you're actually doing, trying to. Yeah. Do. Which will suck for people in smaller homes. Uh, or just people with a. Uh, I mean, <laughs> me for example, I have limit a limited amount of space between my coffee table and my TV uh, right. setup. Right. So, uh, and that's quite close. I mean, I can't just remove my huge ass coffee table. Uh, right. That's between my couch and my TV. So, I mean, it's, uh, this thing just gets worse by the minute, to be honest. <laughs> it, it will be the little things that will add up. I yeah. really hope that it's not going to be a giganto flop. I just, I, I'm having a harder and harder time seeing the hardcore crowd picking up the the connect. Yeah, yeah. So, oh well. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking. It's not looking so promising for the move either. 
you know. No, I mean the move has some games going for it, but it, it, there's still a little question about how accurate it's going to be and how expensive it's going to be to get, uh-huh. you know, a full setup with two players and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a lot of the little things that'll add up. Uh, let's do another topic here. Um, Bobby Kotick seems to be our our favorite person to hate lately. Huh. I think I think we just need to have an enemy at all times. That division seems like a good one at the point at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as soon as we as soon as it just seems as though one demon falls for the video game community, we find another person to demonize. I'm not saying Bobby Kotick is a bad guy, and I'm not saying that he's not annoying, but he definitely has certainly taken the the role of video game demon at the at the moment. But anyway. In an interview with Financial Times, Activision CEO Bobby Kotick stated that the company has information that indicates that up to 60% of Xbox Live subscribers are paying the service to play Call of Duty games. Um, and that kind of gets his goat a little bit because he's not seeing any of that money. Yes, he uh, is. Yeah, I know he is, but he's obviously not seeing enough. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so... He does not believe that Activision is is uh, benefit, uh, benefiting from uh, the, from their own popularity. He indicates that he believes the organization would be better uh, able to offer users much more value that's prohibited from doing so, as Activision does not have control over the network and is therefore bound by regulations by Microsoft. Basically, he wants to kind of go off and make an MMORPG kind of uh, Call of Duty game, so it lines his pockets with more money. Yep. But that's fine though. If people want that, that's what they'll get. Yep. You know, if there is an MMO type game of Call of Duty, people will buy it, people will play it. And I got to admit if it comes to PC, I will. Yep. I think uh I think he'll want to try it PB. Uh but uh uh I think, you know, he um uh, for somehow, somehow he doesn't include how, you know, he gets a take of uh, all DLC sales. True. Uh, Especially since that was like one of the highest selling DLCs of all time, right? Yeah, no, it is the highest selling DLC of all time. Right. Each, each, each map pack is basically. Each, uh, <laughs> you know, one after the, uh, the other gets more sales. Uh, right. But, I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't for Xbox, you know, Call of Duty wouldn't be even close to as huge as it is now. Remember right. Call of Duty 2? That was just made by the Xbox, the original Xbox. Right. So Yeah, Call of Duty existed on PC beforehand. And, and it, it had, wasn't big at the time. Right, it was, big for, it was big for PC gamers, but nobody, it didn't sell the huge amounts of, of copies as it, as it deserved to because yeah. it didn't have an audience. Exactly. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's weird. I, I think I, you know if he does do this, if he does go off and make his own thing, uh, great. You know, go for it. But uh, it's not going to succeed. You don't think? No, I think. Uh, well, I you you mentioned an MMO style Call of Duty franchise. It's just too hard to do. So oh, I don't think, know. They would have to make a lot of concessions, I think, and it would be too many to. to, uh, to I think calling it, I think calling it an MMO or, or you know, um, throwing it into an MMORPG kind of category is 
a little too general. I think what they'll do is they will create a service where you're basically playing Call of Duty, what are we up to, 7? Yeah. Uh, Modern Warfare 3 or whatever they're going to be launching will come with um, an online service that you have to buy and sign up to to play, and that will come with monthly updates and, and all that other kind of fun stuff. And, to you know, to play the next, you know, iteration of it, you'll either have to buy the, the map pack or whatever directly to it. I think he's already got that right now. He's just not... I, what I'm saying is I don't think they're going to be changing the game much. I think he's just going to be structuring it so that he's also going to be getting some money. Okay. Yeah. I guess they could do that. I guess they could just have an in-game store. Yeah. And then just uh, just sell everything through that and just take the entire cut of the DLC. Oh, yeah. Uh, they could... Um, I don't know. See, I think... In-game store for different camo, in-game store for different guns. I think if they actually sold their weaponry and, and equipment and stuff like that online, they would make a huge amount of money. Yeah, see, but I think that's one of the reasons people play Call of Duty, because you can actually advance in rank. And and doing so gives you rewards, uh, more so than buying the rewards separately. I think that would re- remove a lot of the charm. And I also think if they had some sort of subscription model, people would eventually just pick another game. Because honestly, um, quality-wise, yeah, in, in multiplayer, for example... Is it is is Call of Duty really that much better than, for example, Battlefield? Right, I, I totally so, agree with you. I, I think, I think, we'll, I think it's ahead. at some point it reached Call of Duty reached critical mass, and since everyone was playing it, everyone else started playing that because they wanted to play with their friends. I think if if they if they really try too hard to get too much money out of people, I think people might just switch. I think you're absolutely right. I think there is a lot more people that people have to buy from now because mm-hmm. when modern warfare came out there really wasn't much else yeah. you know you were either playing mo- modern warfare or halo on, on your 360 now people are going to have modern warfare modern warfare 2 battlefield bad company 2 they're going to have the new medal of honor coming out so right now there's a lot of choices for people to, to make by the time he actually launches this program there's probably going to be even more yeah you kill know zone, uh... yep kill zone 3 the we're probably going to be seeing another Battlefield Bad Company patch. We actually are going to be seeing the next Battlefield Bad Company yeah. um, iteration. And, so, uh, and uh, what do you call it, Mag? All the, you know, there's a huge amount of games these these days that that have basically the same play style. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't blame him. I really don't. He He might seem like the devil because he's out for more and more of your money. But come on. He, he's a businessman. He's hmm. not. He's not a CEO of a of you know one of the most successful companies uh, because he likes video games. He, he's successful because he's good with money and he's good with business decisions. You know. Yeah, so, I think he should shut up more though. Yeah, I do think he should shut up more. <laughs> I think. I think you know we hated Activision less before he became really public about it. <laughs> you know, didn't we? I mean, it, it's about a year so. since he started you know going public more and. And doing more interviews and stuff like that. So, <laughs> I think so, but I think his PR people should just be telling him to shut up at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh well. And he seems right. to constantly contradict himself as well. But uh, we'll get back to that another time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that should actually wrap it up for this week. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, 
this actually might be my last show for a little while. So um, everybody get, you know, get your ears welcome to listening to Mots for a little bit. I'm going to be off in my own sneaky little corner whipping up hopefully the next great thing for ElderGeek.com. Mots, do you have anything you want to announce, bud? Uh, no, uh, we'll be having a review, a video review of, uh, of APB soon, uh, probably early next week. So look out for that, and, and otherwise, just uh, keep tuned. Yeah, and also um, a video preview of a PC indie game called uh, Amnesia, The Dark Descent, which, um, just, uh, just to kind of tell everybody out there, this has got to be one of the scariest games I've played in the past five years. Wow. So, yeah, it, it really is. It, it kind of, it from what I was able to play, it definitely brings back the whole uh, basics of what survival horror is supposed to be about. Mm. You being powerless, um, actually, you cannot fight back at all to the with the monsters in this game, and uh, just awesome environments and and uh, scavenging for supplies to just kind of make it through. So it's it's a hell of an experience. So can't wait for everybody to see this. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys uh, soon. Take care. Bye.